Joining me to wrap up the day's markets action is Richard Court from Argon Asset Management. Happy Friday, Richard, and thanks so much for joining us today. Now, global markets are on track to end off the week in positive territory. I mean, what's fueling sentiment? Because we've had some good economic data out from the, um, 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 the U.S., which does kind of point to a strong economy. But then on the other side, that also um, kind of points to the Fed perhaps raising rates yet again. What, 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 can you just walk us through those dynamics, actually? Yeah, hi, good afternoon, Talade. Um, you're right. On the face of it, it does seem like the U.S. economy is in a reasonably robust and strong place. Um, unemployment rate is still fairly low, I think below 4%. Um, to put it into context, in uh, November 2009, that uh, unemployment rate was around 10%. Um, bankruptcies have ticked up, but are still nowhere near the levels we've seen in the past, even like pre-COVID. Um, and you know, another indicator would be something like house prices, which haven't fallen off, even though like sales volumes have dried up um, since since the pandemic years. So on the face of it, it does seem like the U.S. economy is is, is fairly robust. Um, as you, then the big question is, what does this mean for what the Fed is going mm. to do? Um, I don't want to uh, make a forecast, but we look at where the Fed's fund rate is at over 5%. Inflation has fallen to to below 4 but the target is still 2%. So I, I would be surprised if there was a, a rate cut. So it just seems like there's not much pressure from, from the American, like from the man on the streets um, to for the Fed to cut rates. So I, my guess is, and it is a guess, um, that the Fed will maintain rates where they are until inflation is a lot closer to their 2% target. Yes, it seems like monetary policy will remain in a tight position. And this is the kind of trajectory we've seen across the Atlantic with the ECB raising rates by 25 basis points yesterday. Post the hike, we had commentary from Lagarde saying that um, the tighter monetary policy will remain for, for longer. And we've also had ECB policymakers alluding to to the fact that we might not any have any more rate hikes in the coming months what have you made of everything that's actually been playing out in europe yeah so in, in europe's also like a similar sort of situation so like the inflation is also the inflation rate has declined to uh, i think about five percent from from ten percent a year ago so it's been a lot easier i think for the ecb to make that statement that maybe we're at the end of a of the rate hiking cycle um just for us at argon um we we spend our time focusing on the micro of uh the microeconomics of looking at company fundamentals and we mm. sort of hope or we think that the macro will take care of itself um having said that that's not the that's not always shared by by the rest of the market um european equities i think uh, rose on the on the news of the the signaling from the ecb that the rate hikes might be over um, but, uh, you know, we'll have, we have to wait and see what happens there. Let's move over to China. We've had recent data today, including retail sales and industrial output. Both uh, prints have pointed to the upside, beating market expectations, adding more good vibes into the market, it seems. Richard, do you think China is on track for a stronger economic recovery, the one that most traders had initially anticipated? That's the question at the moment. Um, 
I'm not sure. There seems to be two schools of thought with, with China. I think if you look at uh, Chinese property, I think that that Chinese that property model still appears to be broken. Um, we're now seeing um, the cracks sort of appear to be widening, and fears of a contagion are, are, are rising. Um, we saw at the end of August, uh, Country Garden, which is the largest private uh, property developer, almost um, going to default. They almost missed a payment. It came very close. Um, so there's still lots of concerns around the Chinese property sector, which is a very significant sector um, in in China. Um, but having said that, up until recently, like the the level of pessimism directed towards China, especially from foreigners, was an incredibly high. As we started to question, like how much how much lower can the expectations be for for the Chinese economy? Um, which is usually uh, like a signal in itself that maybe now we're getting close to the bottom. But again, we have to, that's not a forecast or a prediction. It's just yeah. We have to keep a close eye on it. Locally, we've had the rand back above um, the 19 rand mark. It's been sitting there for most part of the week as it digested a number of local and international data as well as elevated levels of load shedding. Now keeping all of this in mind and um, remembering that the Saab, one of the Saab's mandates is to protect the RAND, just how much of, um, of where the RAND is trading will impact the Saab's next monetary policy decision? No, I think the I think the the Saab has been very has been very good and very clear that they they their mandate is also to target inflation. Mm-hmm. So I think where the consideration around the rand comes into is about importing inflation. Like a lot of our uh, like energy is a part of our economy is denominated in dollars. So if the rand weakens significantly, then that will have an impact on on. on inflation domestically um so i i don't necessarily think that there's a direct link between um a weak rand and the Saab's decision making um but if the rest of the world continues to hike rates it's it's very difficult for south africa to not follow suit i think all right let's move over to some company news we've had outsurance out with numbers today annual um profits almost doubling can you just walk us through the key growth factors on that front yeah, it's a very good, a very strong set of results from from assurance. Um, so, like like you said, like headline earnings per share was up like sixty percent or sixty two percent actually. Then doubled the dividend and paid a small special dividend. So, like a fantastic result for assurance shareholders. Um, in for their South African operations, um, their their gross premiums, written premiums, like that's the the products that they sell. I think it only increased by eight percent, um, and the underwriting margin actually contracted slightly. So the driver of all of this performance of all of this performance is from their Australian subsidiary, UE, where um, they increased their they increased their gross return premiums by twenty over twenty percent in Aussie dollars. Um, and when you convert, so I think it was over thirty percent because they ran weakened against the Aussie dollar um, over the period. Um, and on top of that, they increased their underwriting margin from six percent to twelve percent. They virtually doubled the underwriting margin. So it was a very strong set of results out of Australia. Um, which uh, drove the entire group's uh, results. 
Yes, and I know um, our children is not the only insurer that's actually been out with some good numbers. That sector has been posting double-digit growth. But that's not your stock pick. What is your stock pick, uh, Richard? Uh, yes, our stock pick is a bit different from, from our insurance. So I've gone for one of our bigger positions in our in our portfolios, and that is uh, SAPI, the South African-listed um, paper and pulp producer. Uh, we like SAPI because... It's currently trading on a very underwhelming forward earnings multiple of around five times on what appears to be bottom of the half earnings, uh, sorry, bottom of the cycle earnings. Um, it's, it's a fairly cyclical business, uh, but it's, it's balance sheets in, it's, it's not in a very, it's not in a weak position. So we think it'll be able to ride out this part of the cycle. Um, and as the cycle turns, which they, they typically do. Uh, we think the outlook for the for SAPI's earnings will improve, and we think the market's uh, rating of of SAPI will also improve. Thanks for your time and those insights, Richard. That was Richard Court from Argon Asset Management.